Last day here at the United Soccer Coaches Convention Soccer Chat Live, and we've got, you know, probably the best show of all time lined up. The show has been many, many months in the making, and it's finally here, and it's, it's going to be fun. It's I feel like fun. a lot, this one came really recommended to us. Like, it, it yeah. was quite a few people came up to us, and they're like, you need to interview the Kevin Larry. Yeah, you know, and, and the Kevin Larry gave me his, his phone number this summer july to be exact uh and i texted him on july 24th to come on the show and he never responded i run into the kevin larry on wednesday no thursday was it wednesday and uh the first thing as always he finds me i won't be on the show man i'm like dude i texted you in july about doing it no no i didn't get i didn't get it pulled up the message he was upset that I put him on blast in front of everybody. <laughs> but here we are, man. Here we Pleasure are. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> <laughs> With that segue, like, hey, Kevin, you're a dick, but welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you guys introduce yourself to everybody. Tell everybody where you're from. Um, my name is the Kevin Larry. I'm the head coach at Alcorn State University. Um, this is about my 56th convention. Always a great time. And I thought you said 56 convention. Fifth or six. I was like, 56? Glad to be on the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing good, great. Good, good. Jeremy, introduce uh, yourself. Yeah, I'm Jeremy Fondo at the Southern University. Not, uh, so I'm happy to be here with Kevin and everything. I'm never going to call him D. Kevin. Either, but, uh, I'm happy to be here. He's been trying to get me at this convention for some uh, time now. And it's my first time here, so I'm glad to have this conversation with you guys today. So obviously you guys are, are pretty tight, pretty close friends. How long have you known each other? <laughs> That's crazy, about three years. No, no, yeah, really? Yeah, really? About three years. I, I met him, I knew who he was prior to me coaching at Jackson State, but we officially met when I was the assistant at Jackson State, and it was at a uh, tournament in Dallas. Dallas, yeah. And we just hit it off. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About three years. Yeah, and Dang. coincidentally, as a head coach, my very first game coaching as a head coach was against this gentleman. How was that? You know the outcome, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, it, I, I give him um, all the credit for that game. I mean, even though we won, um, that probably uh, was a game that opened my team's eyes, but. Um, to know where his team was before he got there, man. It, uh, the team has um, went up um, a lot of levels compared to what it was. So I, I give it up for him and all for um, They all, we know for sure every time we play them, they're going to give us a game. And they show the credit to my, my girls knowing that um, they at that moment it was the better team. Um, when we went through that um, game and everything, I think it was a little too hype for it. For it, but to get through it and and learn from it, it was amazing. Uh, it's a fun game. What uh, obviously you know, coaching against friends and, and things like that. How cool was it for and, you know, especially it's your first one, Kevin. It's your 56 convention. Um, you know, what was it like just being able to see people that you haven't seen in a couple of years that you don't normally see on the recruiting trail or, or in the summertime? Man, you know, um, the. the the convention to me is kind of like spring break for soccer coaches. You know, it's a good way to, again, network. You one of the first people I saw when I got here and then just to see you and be able to, you know, catch up with people that you you know and you, you, you 
respecting the industry. It's it's uh. Did Lee Kevin Larry just say he respected me? Yeah, of course. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's I'm glad we got this recorded. It's refreshing, man. Yes. Um, it's great networking. You know the field sessions, the exhibits. You know you make new relationships that may um, be rewarding down the line. Uh, again, I love the convention. I look forward to it every year. That's awesome. For, for you, both of you guys, um, we'll, we'll start with you first, Jeremy. Like, how did you get to where you are now? Like, where did you where did you grow up at? Where did you start coaching? And how how did you get to Southern? Hey, it's crazy. I'm from um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I grew up on the Southern University. Um, the whole my whole life. I mean, I sat outside and listened to the band when they when they practice. So everything about Southern was me and everything. So I but I played soccer in the area, played soccer in Baton Rouge, and. I actually came out of high school and started as a head coach, and, and we talk about networking all the time, and that was the biggest thing coming in in college. That I had to network to get to the point. Didn't have to network in the soccer world, but in that um, Southern University thread. So mine wasn't as difficult as I thought it could be, but um, as I got in there, it was a lot of learning process because I was coming from high school to college and didn't know all the college rules. So I didn't get to the learning process of everything until I, I made it and everything. But being being here has been amazing. Um, meeting new people, um, being able to uh, see how people change their formations and some things I never even thought about doing. Um, so, I mean, the process at Southern University has been great for me. No, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, like it would be an interesting transition. And so it reminds me of a story when I had a player one time come from high school to college and like in the first five minutes of the game, she was sprinting around like crazy, then asked for a sub. She came off and she's like, all right, coach, I'm ready to go back in. I was like, in about 45 minutes, you can go back in. Right. And so, no, that would be an interesting and fun transition. Um, uh, Kevin, what about you? How'd you get to where you are at Alcorn? Um, Am I saying that right, by the way? All corn. All corn. It's kind of, is it all corn? It's all corn. It's not al corn. It's acorn. all corn. Acorn. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, you, don't, you, don't say, you don't say always. You say always. And it has one L. Okay. You don't say Walmart. You say Walmart. All corn. Unless you're from the north, you say Walmarts. Okay. Well, it's, it's all corn. All corn. All corn. Yeah. I'm going to stop butchering that for you. I, I, I know for the last five years I've said al corn. I've state. never. Oh, you and a lot of people. And no one's ever corrected me. Because they weren't from Alcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, to answer your question, how did I get here at Alcorn? Um, you know, my coaching journey uh, officially <clears throat> started in North Carolina. But I have to give credit to someone who probably doesn't even know I exist. But I know him uh, when I lived in Arizona. Uh, it was a gentleman by the name of Joe Ash Dukes. He coached at uh, Scottsdale College and some of the bigger clubs. And I was taking classes at Scottsdale and I would just see, observe him coaching. And he, I'm like, damn, somebody that looks like me coaches, I could do this. So even though it was subconscious, uh, I think he sparked uh, interest in me to be a part of it. I wasn't going to be a part of it as a player because I wasn't that good. So that was how I initially got my feet wet as a coach. But uh, living in North Carolina, I was you know, working industry, doing a lot of travel, there was no passion in it. I just came home one day and told the missus, hey look, I'm gonna do something I like, I'm gonna coach soccer. I got those looks, you know, she's a black woman too, so <laughs> you know what kind of looks to talk about. But, uh, <laughs> so, you know, that's where I started. I, I had the privilege of meeting Anson Dorrance, he gave me an opportunity volunteering, and it just, you know, spiraled from there, and here I am now. That's, that's why he's the, the Kevin Larry. 
in his go. own mind. No, we don't. No. We don't know Anson Norris. I can't. Believe, I can't believe your Twitter handle isn't at the Kevin Lair. I'm gonna change it. <laughs> like I feel like if they're how everybody else is like the real whatever or real something. Why is yours not the E Kevin Lair? Hey man, I don't know. That's a good question. But now that you brought that up, I think I'm gonna change. I think it's a wise decision. It's I think very, we'll help it's very on like brand. People, you, people follow you on Twitter. Kind of like the Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that's so on brand, and it just keeps everything going. And it's an easy way to follow you. He he he's a hater. So, <laughs> so let's establish that right now. Uh, I mean, in his heart of heart, he knows I am the Kevin Lair. Uh, he just he just don't definitely would never call you that. Though. What's up? I, have, he will have to beat me for that. That's the other next bet. If he beat me next year, I will call him for a whole year. D. Kevin Lair. Wow. I would not call him. That's that's throwing down like you. That's hey, more, you better tell your players. Hey man, we having fun, but I will say, me, I mean, me and Jerry, Jeremy have a good time off the field. Yeah. Oh, uh, I've we, seen, we, we, we very com- evident. We we compete, and you know when when the game's going on, you know, it, it is we're in battle. But mm-hmm. away from the field, this is my guy. Yeah. I think it's 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 funny seeing you guys battle back and forth, but you realize that if you do change your Twitter handle, if he tweets you, he will have to call you the Kevin Larry. That's the thing. I never tweet none of the coaches. <laughs> so I never tweet I'm going to deactivate my account right now. I never he would get, tweet uh, none of the coaches in the conference and everything. Uh, my, I'm going to be honest. My players are real jealous. Like, if they see this on Twitter right now, they might say a couple things uh, about him. And the old coach, he's, he's sitting with um, Coach Alcorn. They don't never call him by name. They're going to talk about me when I get home. So, um, yeah, we'll never, I never in my lifetime call him. I don't, I don't think I would lose to him. So, I mean, I never call him. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, you know, obviously tonight for, for the United Soccer Coaches is the, the Black Coaches celebration, 25 years. You know, for you guys, like, what's that event mean to you? What's that advocacy group mean to you? Well, it's a sense of pride that goes along with being, you know, a part of uh, of an industry that traditionally has, I don't know if it's intentionally, but, you know, we've been on the outside looking in. So they'll be able to be a part of that and be around some of the people uh, like Kadani and Lincoln Phillips and, and uh, uh, Lauren Donaldson and, you know, some of those some of those people in this industry that that uh, look like us that I admire. It's um, it's 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 humbling, but at the same time, it's a great way for us to, you know, be in a room with people that, and give us the inspiration. That, hey, we can be in that spot one day as well. I, I kind of, yeah, and going to what you kind of talked about with your coaching journey earlier, when you said like I, I I saw someone that looked like me doing something I wanted to do. Can you guys like, talk a lot about that? Like who like how important that is for the next group for to see people like you in those positions so the next person can come through and believe that it's possible well, representation matters you know, yep. um, you know uh, the reason I wanted to play soccer is because, uh, you know watching the, my first World Cup that I ever watched on TV was 1990 the first game on TV was was Argentina Cameroon the inaugural game and I saw 11 guys from Cameroon again that looked like me. I'm like, wow, I grew up in rural Mississippi. Yep. So a lot of the times growing up as a kid, I was the only black kid on the team. So to turn on the, the biggest pageantry in the game in 1990 and see Diego Maradona on the field against Roger Mila, Francois Oldman B, Tao Tao, uh, some of those guys, and like, and they won the game, that was, that was all the inspiration I needed. Again, um, I wanted to be like those guys. 
and it, it just was the it was the foundation to put me in a position that me to for me to appreciate um, my uniqueness, especially in the United States as somebody in, in a part of this game. But at the same time, man, the pride that goes along with um, you know being a part of I mean, soccer's for everybody. Let's not yep. get that. Let's not get that uh, misconstrued. But at the same time, we, the reality is, you know, sometimes we are not as represented as we should be. So, yeah, representation no, matters for sure. It's fine, it, and that's absolutely true. It's funny you mentioned Cameron and like I remember the original Nintendo World Cup game. They were my team. Yes. I like love the jersey colors. I don't know why. Like five-year-old Nick loved that team, yes. but that was my favorite team. Um, what about you as well? Like talking about that, like being able to see people in those positions and they, how inspirational it is for the next year to come to. It's too. crazy because um, me growing up, when I first started playing, that's who I saw was African. My coach was African American. Uh, all the players was African American, and um, we always get that question, man. Black people don't play soccer, and. I didn't play with a non-African American until I started playing at nine years old. I didn't start, I didn't start playing with a non-African American player on my team until I was in U16 and everything. And that's when I seen the other side of it. And uh, uh, being that one black person on the team or uh, had a few different ones. And, but I grew up with it. and I. It got away from it, but to be in a situation like this and have us working for HBCU, it's good to see these guys in the position that they are and being able to learn learn from them. Uh, every every day since we've been up here, it's been good conversations with them, um, and they they humble enough to just come speak to us. And even though they, you know, Kanai, uh, he, he's at. Georgia. We had, you know, um, in the swag at Southern University and Alcorn and everything. So um, the seeing where they at is still, we still believe in ourselves and things like that. I love what I do at Southern University um, because, like I say, 98% of my players are African American. Yep. And I can um, show them that, hey, as a male, I could do it. So I know as a female, you can, it's going to take a little bit more. But you still have an uh, opportunity to be that coach, um, be that player on that next level. So being in that, able to be in that room with them later on again uh, for the last time in the weekend is going to be amazing for me. And I'm, I'm young. Yeah. Uh, so it's already, you know, even uh, being around Kevin, I always learn something, you know. And I, I give him information about things that are going on in the conference because I've been in the conference long enough. Yep. But he gave me the overall uh, information on just being a, uh, a soccer coach, coming out here, going through the exact camps and everything, and getting out. It's hard to get our name out there. Yeah. You know? so, so, but doing these camps, coming out to these events, is, 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 is great. And, and it's great to see more and more African Americans that have been doing it longer than me that I never met. And I did this journey by myself. Yep. I ain't called none of them, man. Um, I ain't called Kevin and say, hey, hey, man, I need you to help me get yeah. this job. This was something that, um, you know, I did the process by myself. So now that I know that I have a few people in my in my phone, my back pocket that I can call and say, hey, hey, can you send me some of how you um, train your girls? How do you, um, 
you know, uh, not just discipline, but how do you have those conversations with them being the African Americans? And when I get excited, I, I got a loud voice. Some of the girls get nervous, but when I, I get mad, the voice is even louder. So how can you balance all that when you're coaching a bunch of females and everything? So it, that's what uh, brings me into these type of things and excite me to um, be able to see these people that, you know, have the love of the game just like me. Yeah, no, and that, and that's awesome, man. It's, it's cool to see like how like how many ways you can have a journey that leads to where you guys are and coaching at the programs that you're at. Right. And, and I think to what you said in terms of like it, yeah, like I, when we when I, I'm a little bit younger than you guys, but like on my AAU basketball team, I played with a bunch of African Americans. Soccer, I played with one, and it, and it's in. But I think it's been cool, especially now that you see it, especially with the men's national team, like. The best, the best center midfield that we have right now has all African Americans. You know, like Musa, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, and you're starting to see it more there. But you really don't see it on the coaching tree yet. Like especially at that top level. Like, what do you think are steps that we need to take to make sure we're getting that representation up there a little bit more too? Because they shouldn't have a coaching staff that doesn't have anyone that looks like them. Oh, I forget his last name, but Sammy told said the best. Four Bartain, Sammy Bartain, he said the best. It's, it's networking. Yep. Uh, is getting out there and networking yourself, and putting yourself. In. And like I said, I give it all to Kevin a lot. Um, but he had in these like just the last few months, he hasn't introduced me. He introduced me to Sean and everything uh, when we went to the camp and everything. I used to go to the camp, just coaching, go back to the room yep. and things like that, and do do what I do. But it's it's all about networking your, yourself, not just your your school where you're at uh, and I, don't get me wrong I love to get my school out there but I don't I, I ain't gonna say I'm gonna be there for the rest of my life they, they might let me go tomorrow and everything um, can I get myself in the position after, the, after that at that moment that's where I gotta look forward to so it's the biggest thing to me is, and it's for every coach get out there and network yourself get out there and introduce yourself to more people and not just to um, the people you play against and everything. So um, that's one of the biggest thing I could say is just networking yourself and then learn, keep learning. Uh, learn every every chance you get and everything. I think um, Kevin, we, when we played, he had his team prepared and everything um, to play in, in every game compared to when it was before. And, and so I look at that and say, hey, Man, I need to make sure they're prepared. Don't matter. We know we're gonna win, or we we come in there knowing with that we're not the team that's gonna win. You know. So when we played Texas A&M, I had them ready to play that. We lost five zero, but halftime, I believe it or not, it was one zero halftime. They only scored a free kick off that. So it's just having yourself prepared and understanding that you are a person that can always win. That's mine. So I, I think it's important that we uh, remember that, you know, our names are our brand, and we have to make sure that we are branding ourselves and setting ourselves up for success, you know, on the other side of what we may be doing currently. So I think it's just important that, uh, you know, we're always doing stuff to uh, 
educate ourselves and put ourselves in a position to succeed. So that's yeah. how I feel about that. That's awesome. And like transitioning to education, education and educating ourselves, what were some of the things that you saw this weekend that you feel like you could take home with you, like a session or a presentation or even meeting a certain person that you really enjoyed this week? Well, to be honest with you, man, um, I, I, I pride myself on you know train uh, the, the 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 training aspect. So when I go to some of these sessions, honestly, I'm not I don't think I'm going and I'm going to see anything that I haven't seen before. Yeah. But the information how it's presented may be different. I can add that to my coaching cachet. But uh, I'm I'm always looking for new ideas, ways to tweak some of the things I already know. Um, just, just in, in some in, in some instances, just the delivery from the coach to the player could go a long way. So I'm always looking for little things to add to make me a better coach. So that has been great. The classroom sessions are equally is is um, important. You know, being on the field, executing is important. But the mental aspect is something I think we neglect. And then going sitting in some of the classrooms and hear some of the presenters talk about. You know the mental ass, the mental side of the game, uh, are equally as important. It's funny you say that because I we've talked to a lot of people, especially the ones that have been at convention and been coming here for a few years. I felt like my first one, all I wanted to do was the on-field stuff, and then like as you've been here for longer, it's like exactly to your point, the classroom sessions and the the mental side, the psychology, sports science type stuff is really, really, really fun to get after. And so, uh, no, I, I completely agree. What about you, Jeremy? Oh, mine's oh, most of the same thing, but it's, it's meeting the people um, around here. I think uh, my, one of the amazing things happened to me yesterday uh, was meeting Coach Wendy DeLinger. I, I think I said her name. I used to coach at Iowa State. Um, she is now at a club in St. Louis right now. And, you know, we were just talking about formations and everything. And she was using a formation that I, I love to use, that I am. Um, Excited to use this year, and the way she broke it down to me, um, it was something I never seen. So um, being able to get that knowledge of things like that, and again, just like the presenters, listening to them about their process and understanding that the things that happen at our university are happening at every university. And that's something that I never really paid attention because we talk almost every year, like, man, this player, this is doing this wrong why do our players have to do this before the game but they are doing it at every level um and everything so it's giving the giving the opportunity just to see that everybody's in the same situation and, and the different ways that they are getting out of it no for sure i think uh and it's funny i think when we uh when covid hit sean and i like started hosting like these big zooms right and uh, we, we just like talk about like what all the crap that we were going through with our teams and our schools and everything. And it's it's funny because you hear something and you're like, man, why is it like this? My school's killing me right now, blah blah. And then you hear it from another person, you're like, oh, they're dealing with that crap there. And uh, that was I think a lot of fun. And so what we started doing was connecting our players with like some of my coaches and friends' players. So like when they were at home, not feeling good, kind of depressed because they're locked in their house, they're like, oh man, but that player's going through it too, and it's kind of easier, and you can work your way through it. Um, for you going into like next season for both of you guys like what are some of the things that are exciting you about your teams I like that question go ahead you go first I go first <laughs> man my recruiting been crazy um, I'm gonna be honest with between the pandemic and the border I think on our level we have been getting um, 
more quality players, um, calling us the younger players, because I think the on the power five side, all, all they're doing is transferring from one school to another school, <laughs> yeah. and it's helping us out because now these girls coming and giving us a call. Compared, I'm gonna be honest, last year, just last year, I was getting. I say two or three emails a, a day from players that want to come. Now I'm almost to ten emails a day of new players keep calling, and it's twenty twos. You know, I'm at a point where I, I gotta start telling them no that I never had a chance to say no. So, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm excited where our conference is going. Uh, you know, if you go look at the stats, go look at the um, everything. Our conference is at the uh, at the bottom. And last year, we started seeing ourselves beating some of those non-conference teams and, and competing more um, in the games. You know, you know, I think um, Kevin had had um, the number one team um, in right at overtime. You know, so that was something that a year ago the team probably blew them out and everything. Kevin, we all recruit uh, players, not just. The same players, but we were recruiting players that could be at a top of level, higher level than us. So that's what I'm excited to see to see where the conference is going as a whole. But also, I see my team um, taking it to another level uh, in all aspects of the game. That's awesome. What about you, Kev? Uh, I'm I'm excited, man. I, I, I've signed some good players, some some high level players out of. You know, from some high-level clubs in Southern Cal and Colorado, and you know, we have some transfers and some JUCO transfers. And I think what I'm most excited about is just the attitude and the the, the culture that we. I can see the club. The, I mean, uh, the program going in. We are getting rid of some of that toxicity and some of that those those cancerous players. Can't say that out loud, man. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. They know. They, they know. They, they know. <laughs> I hope they hear it. <laughs> so just, you know, it, and, and, but on the flip side of that, we do have players that are graduating that I hate to see the lead that yep. added to the program as well. Man, but the reality is we have to, you know, find a way to replace them. And, you know, we do have a good nucleus of players who are buying in. They have the right approach and the right attitude. And you know, I'm excited about the, uh, the the near future. In my opinion, and even before I, even before I got to Alcorn, when I was living in North Carolina, being, being that I was from the area, I would follow and keep up with, um, with with what they were doing. And in my opinion, and I'm not just saying this because I'm the coach, but I think this is going to be one of the with the people we have coming in. I think and the people we have returning, I think it's going to be one of the better teams they've had in a long time. Collectively, now they had some great individual players. Yeah. But as a team, I think this is going to be a real, a real a chance for us to make some real noise in the conference this year. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think uh, we, me and Sean talk about it a lot because we both took over programs pretty recently as well. And it's like, it's not even that sometimes the players are like bad kids or bad players, but they might just not gel with your personality. Yeah, right, and that's right. well, and that's the hard thing. Bad kids, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, but. I think it, I think it is important to be able to start getting kids that like have values that align with yours and yes. where you want the program to go. That's a good way to put it. Um, and so and it's funny I always joke with people. You end up kind of recruiting yourself. Like you see right. the players that you get and they're like, all right, you're kind of like me. Like you 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 just you have that. And then when you go to say something to them, they don't take it personally because they have that same understanding. With you guys, what are some of the things with your programs that you feel you really value? Like things that like 
like if a recruit asks you like, hey, what are, what are important values to your program? What are some of those things? Um, our, our motto, and this is one that I brought to the program, is against all odds. So I value kids that are able to roll up their sleeves and fight through adversity. And when things are not going, you know, 100% the way you want to, you find a way to adjust. You deal with some of the distractions and 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 and, and some of the negativity negative negativity that comes along with being a college student, not just a soccer player. But having kids with some resolve and some resilience and a little moxie about themselves, they're able to, you know, uh, um, you know, acquiesce according to what the situation call, I mean, uh, calls for. So I value kids that, you know, uh, can roll up the season, roll up their sleeves and fight. So that's that's just me. That's awesome. What about you? Oh, look, it's crazy. This last the last few months, I've been. Um, coming up with this saying about uh, who need fans. And my girls, when we first talked about it, they looked at me crazy, like, Cole, what are you talking about? We all need fans. And I, was, and I told them, I say, hey, we are all people who have fans, and we are each other fans. And the thing is about it, if I say something negative to you, or a parent come to you and say, hey, you're not playing good and everything, you felt like you were doing, you were doing good. Or some uh, player come to you and say, hey, uh, I should be starting before you and you get all nervous and everything about it. You, you bring yourself down. So I say we don't listen to people like that. We, 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 we take on what we uh, are coming. This is our job. So we do our job and everything. So I, I tell them all the time, man, we don't need fans. It's not against our fans. It's not against our parents. It's not against anybody on the team. But players don't have they, – they take – they put themselves down because of the fact that somebody said something negative about them. And so with that, the mindset they come in now and on the team is, yeah, I'm not worried about what nobody else say about me. I have to do my job. It don't matter if I'm a freshman starting over a senior. Of course the senior gonna complain because she ain't doing her job. You know, so who need that person in there in my ear? So we came up, I came up with that mindset of who need fans, who's gonna tell me what I'm doing wrong. I know as a as the head coach, our program has has took it to another level because now we have um, Sean right here. Didn't even know Southern exists and everything. Um, so until the summer, right? So a lot of people, you know, never knew Southern exists until I got there. You know, I, the program started in 2003 and everything. So now that you can see us, you can't tell me I have I did something bad because I I didn't got to the point where now people know us more than um, than ever, not just our southern people and everything. So it, I tell everybody who need them yep. and everything. Even if some of the teammates that you know, that come in and say, Cause why, I'm, why I'm sitting on the bench? And this player is um, just got here as a freshman. Why why are my seniors are you know, I do it all the time. Why are my seniors are are staying at home and not making the top twenty four? You know, and they go, they go get on their uh, social media and talk. Oh, this player is not that good. She, she's terrible. So why are you listening to them? So that's that's been my motto, and I think we've been going through with it uh, and getting seeing more positive out of that situation. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember uh, we we attended a convention one time where Jill Ellis spoke, and she's just like she gets a ton of criticism, like anyone that's the national team coach, and she always goes, when it's criticism happens, like one, you have to like 
like does this person care for me as a human being right, right. like if they don't care for me as a human being don't take it in like do they have my best interest at heart and if they don't have your best interest at heart like don't, don't listen to don't them listen like, to them. Right. Yep. Right. and you're going to have some that do they do show uh, their interest until you fail them and until you make, miss that PK uh, and maybe like why coach let up makes P I remember in the tournament um we in double overtime, and I put three players in just to give my my, my fours a little um, breather. And I say, y'all, give me three minutes. And they tell me it was cold. That's the reason why they wasn't running. And then somebody say, hey, coach, that's your fault. No, if I have you dressing, you should be able to go at any time and everything. If we were beating somebody 5-0, you tell me you was going to get out there and not run and everything because you're going to try to score because that team – is already we already winning and everything. So I tell them all the time, man, who needs somebody that's gonna speak all negative about me when I do negative instead of um, pushing me to that next level and telling me, hey, hey, you if when you get tired I'm coming in there and step in for you. So that's been my motto. Uh, I might get the t-shirt that um show it only show those words when you sweat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you see that and you never see one girl um, that have that on the back of her shirt, that's a problem. <laughs> so hey, we'll see. For sure, for sure. Well, fellas, it's uh, you know wrapping up here at convention. Best moment so far that that you've experienced. This here, oh man, this uh, podcast, man. man they're it's not paying good. you to be here, so you ain't got. <laughs> I ain't gotta say that. <laughs> nah, but this right here, and um, talking to a few people around, um, getting new ideas to bring to the team um, that I wasn't able to do at first with it just being me on the staff or just one or two people I have. So bringing those new ideas um, has been amazing. But being on this podcast to be yourself. Uh, which y'all guys have been great. So, uh, I mean, that's for me. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Don't lie. Larry's not saying our podcast. My. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, honestly, and all jokes aside, Nick, it was a pleasure for meeting you. We, we uh, have we know somebody mutually. And just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so but that's, the, that's the crazy part of the line of work we're in. The soccer community is a small community, man. It's, you always say it's like the six degrees of Kevin Gates. Yeah, you Kevin can Bacon. like you can drag one soccer What's coach, coach to another. Separation. Yeah, six degrees of separation. But my favorite part, my favorite part uh, at the convention would have to be uh, the wings at Streetcar Grill. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, where, where is that at? Because we need a new place to eat tonight. It's right on the other side of Lowe's, right behind the courtyard the uh, Marriott. So that's probably been my favorite. He was so good, he had to get an extra bag to come with him. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But yeah, man, the convention in itself is just a a great time, man. You know, you get ready to start your spring. You get ready to start your spring season, and to be able to come here and decompress and get some new ideas and and get some some new uh, uh, inspiration to do what we do and take those ideas and present them to your kids. It's that that I look forward to that every year. That's awesome. If people are wanting to follow along, uh, you guys on social media or your teams, how can they do so? Oh, you can follow me at, I think it's JW underscore Fontenot. <laughs> and then my soccer team is uh, Southern U underscore soccer. Um, that's again, Southern U underscore soccer. And my personal Twitter is JW underscore Fontenot. And everything, you can follow me. Don't say D, Kevin Larry, because it, <laughs> it won't set up. It won't set up for at least three weeks, so you have to go. <laughs> um, the soccer handle is All Point Women's Soccer on Twitter, 
and Instagram. Uh, mine uh, is Kevin underscore Larry number ten, and on, on Twitter. So, yep. Give it, give it four weeks though. It'll, it'll be, be it'll at be the me. Kevin Larry. No secret. No secret. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, fellas, thanks for uh, stopping by. Thanks for having us. I look forward to hanging out with y'all tonight. Now we'll, Nick's going to we'll, be there too. We'll be there. Okay. And Where, at the, um, the Black Coaches Celebration. Oh, okay, okay. You're, more, yeah, you're welcome. And That's what Nicole said. <laughs> so so <laughs> we, had, we had Nicole on a few weeks ago, and um, they uh, we talked about you know how everybody can be in any advocacy group. It doesn't matter you know what you are, where you are. And uh, I was like, it's almost like the Chappelle show skit, the racial draft. <laughs> I was like, we need to have like an advocacy draft. And she was like, oh my gosh, that'd be great. I was like, I'm gonna let you guys have the first pick. Who are you taking? She selected Nick. <laughs> so the Black Coaches Association like with the so number one draft pick Nick in the Rizzo. 2022 Nick to the Rizzo. <laughs> United Arts Advocacy it's Draft. A, it's a name you can rap. They selected uh, Nick Rizzo with the very first pick. Uh, are you so you doing the um, you doing the circuit this summer? The tour. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Exact tour. Yes, sir. Those are always good times as well, man. You? I've ne- I like I've like you? never done him. <laughs> and they sponsor us. <laughs> so you gotta come. You gotta yeah. come. we try to tell him, and he's like, "Oh, I got stuff." It's amazing. <laughs> Those camps are real amazing uh, for you. You just don't just don't play against Jeremy because he's out there. I'm multiple playing. pins in the hat. Yeah, he's. We, I mean, you think you're in a conference play? Yeah, we're definitely <laughs> co- competing the whole time. Uh, don't 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 feel ashamed if we my team do win. <laughs> <laughs> you and Ian, man, Ian's yeah. like I feel like camp camp. Ian master. wins Chicago every I, year. I made a bet at that camp against him for our last game, and yeah. I had to eat my words. <laughs> again, my last game. Yeah, again. but I'm gonna go on record. Can I go on record? Yeah, absolutely, man. So I had to eat some humble pie. Uh, we played them in a second time. I played them in conference. We played them. And they beat us pretty handily. Yeah, but I'm gonna go on record and say that they will not beat us this upcoming fall 2026. You heard it here. You heard first. it here. Hey, hold on. Wait. 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 <laughs> is this recorded? Yes. Yeah, this is recorded. I, yeah. I have to at least get this last part. You can you repeat it? Hold on. Hold on. Can you record this on on live film? And I want him to re- repeat that. So we, we got the we got the camera coming out. Because <laughs> um, like, hey hey, if you a Southern fan um, and you listen to this, I don't have fans. Um, <laughs> you listen to this. And I have patience, especially to the team and all the recruits that's uh, coming in. Can you? I want this man to repeat what he just said. Get on the mic, man. I get credit to Fondo. They they beat us last year. Don't just say me. Give it to my team. Okay, I get I give it, I get credit to your team. You, you guys beat us pretty handily this past fall. Correct. It was uh it was a rough, it was a rough go. We had a lot. We had a few injuries and you know a couple players not playing. But I'm not making excuses. You won. You won. You won fair square. But I will say this: when we play you in the fall of 2022. Um, it will be a different outcome. I'm going on record and saying, matter of factly, that Alcorn State University will beat Southern University by at least two goals this year. Whoa. Now, wow. and you can put a stamp on. And we are live on Soccer Chat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, I got to say, hey, hey if you, I, I don't really, really talk. I let my girls do that. Um, but. Last time he said that. Oh, um, man. man last time I still want to stake that. Hey, <laughs> hey, look. hey, this is my guy. Hey, so. when, he's, when he say stuff like that, man, I'll practice that week be great. Uh, so, uh, so I don't. I, hey, that, man, I had girls on. Man, we weren't ready for that game. We that, had girls on the sideline when they scored look, two and three goals. 
were laughing and smiling at his players. Yeah. They they weren't ready to compete. But hey. again, we don't we got new players and new blood coming in that and will change man. the narrative. I'm, Look, I'm, we, I'm, was I'm taking, sure we was taking shots from half court. <laughs> uh, you know, but nah, it, it was a good experience. Um, fun, fun, man. Um, and that's what make our conference good, good like that. And the competitors is starting to get more competitive. That coaches are starting to stay competitive. You know, if, if you look at the tenure, I'm there. Um, about to be there seven years, and I'm the second tenure coach in the conference. And everything longest tenure. Yeah, longest tenure in the conference behind um, Jody Smith and everything, but the coaches are starting to stay, and that will make it more competitive um, than ever, and everything. We able to have these conversations uh, with each other that we couldn't have um, before, because now I'm meeting a new coach every, you know, before he got that Alcorn, I think they had three coaches in the, in the ten tenure that I've, I've been at Southern, and everything, so I'm having to introduce myself over and over again, not to just them, but to other schools too, and now, I think Kevin been there two years, and I think he's, you know, two going on three. So now we're starting to see coaches stay and everything. So that's what made the, the conference great. Well, um, to be able to be around you two, I mean, I think everybody should join the conference. <laughs> I'm sitting here asking myself, like, maybe I need to be in this conference. Come on. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Well, man, I, I truly appreciate it, man. It's a pleasure meeting you for the first Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Always good chatting with you. For sure, for sure. And, uh, Fellas, thanks for coming on with us. We'll see you later. Appreciate Have a good it.